the Talking Dirty Birds podcast. With your hosts, BloggingDirty.com site experts, Ikai Kahal and Randy Gersey. So get ready to rise up, because it's time to talk dirty. Dirty Birds, that is. What is going on, Atlanta Falcons fans? My name is Ikaika Hall. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Do we have a show for you? Got a few things to discuss with my partner in crime, Mr. Randy Gersey. Got to talk about the Falcons' wild card victory over the red-hot offense of the Los Angeles Rams. I was there. I'm going to tell you all about it. Then we're going to discuss this weekend's divisional round matchup between the Atlanta Falcons and the Philadelphia Eagles. Big matchup, Falcons the sixth seed, Philadelphia Eagles the number one seed. But wouldn't you know, the Eagles are actually the underdogs here. Falcons are favored to win. How do you think that plays in the mind of, or the minds of Eagles players? Feel disrespected. I'm sure they're taking it in stride and saying, "Okay, you want to consider us the underdog? We're going to show you underdog. We'll see. Saturday's matchup. I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. Yes." Nick Foles is the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. But you know what? The Eagles has a mean pass rush. Also, they can get to it and they can stop the run. I think they're like top six in the league in terms of, of, of you know, yards per rush. They don't give up much, folks. So something is going to have to give on Saturday. Either the Eagles are going to become motivated by the blatant disrespect of being a number one seed underdog against a sixth seed, or the Falcons are going to continue their momentum. We're going to talk more about that. Oh, yeah, by the way, I have a special guest. He's going to stop by and speak to us specifically about this Falcons-Eagles game on Saturday. He actually played for both teams. You may know him. His name is Michael, uh, probably most known as Michael Vick, number seven for the Atlanta Falcons, number one in your hearts. Michael Vick is going to stop by and he's going to talk about that Eagles-Falcons matchup. You know, I also need to talk to him about – I have a little bone to pick with him. Uh, I need to talk to him about picking the Saints to win back in December. Sure, I mean, he was right. Falcons did fall to the Saints there in New Orleans, thanks to the refs. What? But I need to – it wasn't just enough for him to pick the Saints. He had to put on a Saints – Santa hat. What was that for? Was that even necessary as well? Joining me as always is uh, 
Randy Gertz. So, Randy, the Falcons go into Los Angeles, defeat the number one offense in the league, the hot Los Angeles Rams, third seed, home game in front of the Los Angeles Rams fans. Every celebrity in the world was there. My wife and I were there right on the Falcons' sideline. Randy, the Falcons looked impressive. And it wasn't necessarily the offense that looked impressive, albeit they scored two touchdowns. Randy, the Falcons' defense looked impressive. Now, side note, Matt Bryant, the best kicker in all of the universe, uh, clutch, 51-yarder, 54-yarder, absolutely clutch. I told him that when I had yes. after the game. Clutch. Uh, are we going to see that Falcons defense again at all in this playoffs? Uh, will they continue this momentum? And, geez, forbid, do they even become better than what we saw on Saturday? I mean, 10 deflected passes, okay? Uh, what, three sacks? Vic got one. Pat got one. Yeah. Uh, Campbell got one. Okay, are we going to see, and and by the way, two special team turnovers, my goodness. Uh, well, they, you know, they, they they recovered rather two fumbles, recreated one that Falcon special teams did. Amazing. Yeah. Um, are we going to continue to see this, this uh, defense progress here? I think so. I think they're going to keep playing like this because really they finished the year out playing solid defense. Um if I'm not mistaken, I believe they finished top ten statistically. So I think that this is this is who they are now. You know, this is the the identity that Dan Quinn wanted to instill when he got here, and he's got his players who are running his system really well. And I mean, now you look at they did this against uh, you know the potential league MVP in Todd Gurley and Jared Goff was having a fantastic year at quarterback. And now they're going to go up against Nick Foles, who, you know, he's not exactly the worst backup in the world, but he still is a backup quarterback in the NFL, you know, not the same level as what they just faced. So I think that – I think we're going to continue to see the defense kind of carry the load for this team. Um, Would you agree with that statement? I do agree with that statement. Um, So in as long as these guys – continue to fly around, that they don't commit penalties in doing so. Hey, look, I remember calling one play in specific, or specifically rather, where against the Rams on Saturday, there was a toss-out, Goff, quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams, tossed it out to the flats there to, uh, I forget the receiver. But Desmond Trufant, I don't think he was making a break on the ball, per se, more so than making a play on the ball, arrives violently and deflects the pass away. But the timing of his arrival, and I was literally standing right there, the collision was just out of this world. Bang! Shoulder pad against shoulder pad. It was insane. But his arrival was timed. It couldn't have been timed any, any any better. Had he been a fraction of a second later, it, it could have been pass interference. Uh, it, you know, I'm sorry, earlier, it could have been pass interference. A fraction of a second later, and that ball's caught. If they yep. continue to play 
with the speed and the timing for which they showed on Saturday, I'm going to tell you right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars had, I think, eight deflected passes there in the secondary. Uh, the Falcons had ten. Um, I think New Orleans walked away, I think, with the most sacks over wild card weekend. The Falcons finished second. I'm going to say that the Falcons could be one of the hottest, if not the hottest, defense in the playoffs if they can continue to play the way that they played against the Rams. Now, look, I'm very well aware that Jacksonville's defense is stout, and I'm very well aware that there are, uh, you know, a couple other defenses that are looking nice. I mean, look, even New Orleans has a decent defense, nice defense. Um, But, yes, I I, I do agree with your statement, and I I do think that – uh, and by the way, Manuel, Coach Manuel, oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons, calling such an amazing game and getting his players ready. You know, something that I'm going to tell you about, Coach. Prior to the game against the Rams, Coach walks out there. There's no, there's no player in sight. It's just Coach, and and obviously. Everyone's starting to pour into the stadium. The players had yet to come out of the tunnel. But there's Coach pacing the sidelines, walking up and down. And he was talking to himself, pumping himself up. Rather he was talking to, rather he was, you know, rather he was praying, rather I don't know what he was doing, but he was visibly, looked like he was pumping himself up. I love the guy. I absolutely love the guy and everything that he stands for. I love this story. I love how Dan Quinn has brought him along and gave him an opportunity to, to – well, he earned the opportunity to run this defense, and I think he's doing great. I think he's going to have our guys ready for Saturday. I really do. It's the offense, I think, that needs to step up on Saturday. And speaking of Saturday, we'll go ahead and transition. Uh, you know, the Falcons defeated the Rams. They did something that not yes. even the great Jacksonville Jaguars defense could do this season. Um, but they, they defeated the Rams. So um, now they're going to Philadelphia, and they're going to play in the divisional round. Uh, big deal. Uh, yes, seed versus one seed. Uh, six seed versus one seed. Um, you know, and I was just mentioning this, but the Falcons are favored to win, and that kind of concerns me um, because this Philadelphia Eagles defense is probably looking at this as blatant disrespect. And, uh, you know, God forbid they need any more motivation uh, to defeat this Falcons team and take down this dismantle this, you know, these Falcons uh, offensive guards and, and, and get to Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't want them to have any more motivation. Um, but coming in as underdogs, they most likely will and do. So, uh, Randy, we'll, let's get your initial thoughts on uh, on this matchup Saturday between uh, the Eagles and Falcons. I, I agree with everything you just said. You know, the, the, the fact that they're favored, obviously that makes sense considering what I'd already mentioned with Nick Foles having to start with uh, Carson Wentz suffering the ACL tear. Um, but the thing that I think people are overlooking in that is they're not going to ask Nick Foles to go out there and win this game for them. 
because this is another team that's winning because of their defense. Um, I know they're missing uh, their middle linebacker, Jordan Hicks, who's injured as well, but that front seven is still just nasty. The the back end of their secondary has gotten a lot better. They've also got uh, rookie Sidney Jones back now. I don't know how many snaps he's going to get, but it, you know that's another playmaker on the back end that they are able to get out there in week 17 after he tore his Achilles at his pro day. But this is a team that, you know, Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator, he's got them playing out of their mind right now. And that's exactly what you said. You don't want that defense having another motivating factor saying, feeling like they've been disrespected and wanting to take that out of the Falcons. Um, I don't see it being a high-scoring game. I think this is one that the the defenses are going to be front and center. They're going to be the stars of this game. And, uh, you know, it's – both offenses are going to have to play clean, and I think Atlanta's got a good shot as long as they keep it clean and don't have any, you know, turnovers. Matt Bryant come out there and drill a few 50-yarders again, and I think they'll have a shot with that. Here's my thoughts. The one individual that I believe needs to step up on Saturday, the one individual that needs to have – his best game of the season is none other than our fearless leader and captain, Matt Ryan. Yes. I get it. He's quarterback. He's the reigning MVP. So, by default, he should be expected to have a good game. By default, We should expect him to be consistent throughout the season. He hasn't been. And I tell you, um, against the Rams, I thought he played a a good game. I don't think he played his best game. You know, Matt Bryant, the kicker, kicking all those field goals, that was the result of stalled drives. Now, you could contribute that to Aaron Donaldson and this uh, solid Rams defense. But Matt Bryan, Matt Ryan needs to be able to or should be able to rise above that, no pun intended, and play <laughs> to his best every single week. And Saturday, it's going to be important. And I saw a statistic there, uh, I think maybe from pro football. Matt Ryan is playing out of his mind under pressure. Against the Blitz, <laughs> Matt Ryan is playing out of his mind. Well, we're going to need that Matt Ryan on Saturday. I believe that he is going to get pressure up the middle unlike anything he's ever seen. Now, against the Rams, Aaron Donaldson owned this Falcons offensive line. But on Saturday, I think this Eagles defensive line is going to tee it up and they're going to try to get after him. You might see some blitzes coming uh, from every which direction. Um, just my guess, my assumption, but Matt Ryan is going to have to face all of this. He's going to have to face all of this, and he's going to have to deal with a lot of pressure, and he's going to have to make the right decisions. He's going to have to make the right audibles. He's going to have to find the open receivers, the hot routes, which he's good at doing, which he's good at doing. He's just going to have to do it. I don't even look. Matt Ryan doesn't even need to uh, – not the best game of his career. 
but certainly he's going to need to play the best game of the season, in my opinion, in my opinion. Because, again, I think that the strength of this Eagles team is going to be their defensive line, and they're going to rely upon trying to shut down the run, forcing the Falcons to become one-dimensional, and try to to get the passing game going. Now, I don't think it's going to be a shootout, so luckily um, I don't think that, you know, Philly putting points on the board is going to force the Falcons to become one-dimensional. But I think they're going to try to take away the run game. Um, but I also think they're going to try to get after Matt Ryan. And uh, I don't know. This is just my thought. Again, Matt Ryan is going to have to be a boss on Saturday. He really is. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly on all of that. Um, the one thing that – I think it really did get overlooked what you were talking about with um, Aaron Donald getting up in the middle and getting some pressure. Matt Ryan was um, incredible as far as moving in the pocket, scrambling outside of the pocket. He was, to me, I don't know that I've ever seen him look that mobile. He's always been very, um, very good at moving around and avoiding the pressure, but he was really on his game with that one. Um, I, I know there were some stalled drives, but at the same time, there was a couple times where he was able to roll out of the pocket and, and extend a play or two and, and get them in range. Um, but, yeah, I said um, the, the Rams and the Eagles are two completely different defenses. Uh, the Rams really are solely based on what Aaron Donald can bring. I know Wade Phillips is a great defensive coordinator. He's done a lot with that team, but it's not the Rams team you know, of a few years ago that were just in your face and shutting people down. Uh, this is a defense that, you know, situationally can be good and Aaron Donald can take over a game. Uh, but the, the Eagles just present a whole different problem. Um, you know, Fletcher Cox coming up the middle is going to cause problems. They've got uh, guys like uh, Derek Barnett on the edge that can get in there and cause problems. So I think you're right. We're going to have to see more out of Matt Ryan. Uh, the good news is, he did it last week, and he looked impressive in doing it. And I think it's a lot of momentum that they can build on and and use that going forward. Give them a little bit of um, a little bit of belief in themselves and confidence that they can do that. And you know, Randy, you're right. Okay, he did a great job at dealing with pressure. Um, you know what? Let's take let's take a let's take a quick time out there, Randy, because. Um, Eagles-Falcons Saturday, big matchup. Uh, there's someone who played for both teams, okay? I'm going to always consider him a Falcon. But there's someone who's played for both teams, and I want to get his thoughts on Saturday's game. I want to get his thoughts yeah. on Matt Ryan's current level of play. Let's bring to the show now, uh, you know, Fox and Fox Sports 1 NFL analyst, former well, in my heart, always an Atlanta Falcon. What a pleasure to have him on. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now on the Talking Dirty Birds podcast, he, uh, myself and Randy are so glad to welcome Mr. Michael Vick. Michael, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. How y'all doing? Doing great. We're doing great. great. We're doing great, Michael. Uh, listen, we want to get your thoughts on Saturday's game. You played for both organizations, okay? okay? Now, we're yeah. going to always claim you. I know Philly's going to try to claim you. We're going to always claim <laughs> you. Vic's a Falcon forever and ever and ever. But, Michael, I got to tell you something. 
you broke my heart last month. I got a bone to pick with you. I said something about it on Twitter, and Falcons fans yeah. would – I would be remiss if I didn't advocate for all Falcons fans around the world and say Michael Vick wearing a Santa's hat with a Saints logo on it. What? And I'm glad we're talking about it so we, so I can clear the air. <laughs> I want to be able to clear the air. So, listen – and in terms of, you know, football and knowing what's at stake and knowing what's going to happen, I got a good feel for the game. And, you know, in terms of that game, you know, I would have not been being realistic if I didn't go with what I felt was going to happen. And the one thing I don't want to do on TV is because I played for various teams and I can always be biased towards the Jets and Pittsburgh and Atlanta and, and, and Philly. You know, I always want to give a realistic perspective. So it was no disrespect to the Atlanta Falcons fans. I knew that they was going to come back and win at home against Carolina, and I predicted that too when it happened. Uh, so, you know, I just didn't feel it that weekend, and, and I knew it was going to be a tough challenge, and I knew it was going to be variables that was going to change the dynamic of the game, and it did for the Falcons. I think it was a whole big holding call early on the run, and just, you know, small things that, that added up that didn't happen next the next weekend, certainly didn't happen last week against uh, the, the Rams. So, you know, it was just me being realistic from an analyst standpoint. And, uh, you know, I know I took a little flack for it, but I always want to be real on TV. Atlanta Falcons fans, right now we have Michael Vick on, uh, Fox Sports, FS1, NFL analyst. He's incredible. Check him out on the weekends. Um, you know, I saw him just a couple of weeks ago throw a pass on television as they were kind of drawing up an example of a play. He threw a pass to Tony Gonzalez, who was also an analyst. That was amazing, Victor Gonzalez. But, okay, we'll take that explanation. But can you just give us a heads up next time, Falcons fans, I'm about to wear a Saints hat. Because <laughs> that one for a loop. Uh, but, Falcons fans, right, there you go. Right. I addressed I it. I will. So, hopefully I you're appeased. Now, uh, Michael, let's get your thoughts on Saturday. I know I've got you for only a few minutes, but let's get your thoughts on Saturday. No, 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 a big I'm matchup good. between the Falcons minutes. and the Eagles. Yeah, it's going to be a great matchup. And I tell you, you're talking about two teams at the top of their game. But, you know, I think the distinction between the two is uh, the quarterback play of Matt Ryan versus Nick Foles. Matt has elevated his game from week one. And even in some of the darkest moments, he was still, you know, that leader that they needed him to be. I think it fed off, it, 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 it fed on to the to the rest of the team, and I think they was all able to gravitate to his energy. And uh, the, you know, they're a hot team right now, and, and uh, it's going to be a great game. You know, it's going to be in Philly. It's going to be on the road. The, the crowd is going to be into it. You know, it's going to be a, a, a tough environment. There may be some elements, but this is what the playoffs is all about. Uh, what do you think about this Falcons defense? This defense is, is flying around uh, the field. Have you seen a Falcons defense like this in the last five to ten years? Well, I think the defense from last year uh, was pretty good as well. I think they're even better this year. They're faster. They look like they know exactly where they need to be. Uh, you can tell that every guy, you know, is a good study um, because there's rarely any missed assignments. And the one thing that people probably recognize just like me is that they tackle really, really hard. And the difference in between the games last year, last weekend excuse me, was the special teams play. I, I think they had uh, 
the Rams kickoff returner, I think it's Farrell Cooper. They had him just rattled. Uh, he 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 wasn't playing fast. They they popped him a couple times early, and uh, and he coughed it up a couple times, and that was the difference in the ball game. So this team is a good tackling team. They're very fundamental. You played a playoff game, a major playoff game, in Philadelphia as an Atlanta Falcon. In fact, I don't know if you saw this story Coach Moore told. In fact, just this week, he had told the team prior to your NFC Championship game there in Philly, he had told the team, guys, we are, are, are not going to – uh, talk about how cold it is. We're not going to wear long sleeves. And then lo and behold, here comes Michael Vick, day of the game, walks up to coach with a long sleeve on, and he says, Coach, it's cold out here. Uh, he told that story. <laughs> he told that story. Can you speak to how difficult it's going to be for the Falcons to go in, albeit they're favored to win, but in a crowd like Philadelphia and try to win a playoff game on the road, can you speak to that environment maybe and what that might be like for these guys? Well, I think the environment is all mental. If you go out there and you allow it to mentally affect you, uh, similar to what I did to Jim, Jim is cold out here. You know, that's getting off to a bad start. And I think some of the best games I had was when I was all in with the guys you know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to not put on sleeves and alleviate the cold weather in my mind. I had some of my best games in the cold. When I didn't do that, it didn't go as well. So I think if they come in with the right mindset and just know, listen, it's only 60 minutes. It only lasts 60 minutes. You know, you don't have to be out here for 24 hours. You go out there, get the job done, and then you can go home and get on the plane and advance to the next round. And I think that's the common goal. I look forward to these guys uh, really laying it all out in the line this weekend. And like I said earlier uh, on another show, the NFL is in a great place as of right now, and uh, we have some good matchups and some great games. Uh, I know uh, you play for both teams. Um, you don't want to sit here and be biased or anything like that. But, you know, you, you predicted that we would beat Carolina, and yeah. that worked out to our advantage. Uh, the Falcons were able to pull off a game. Are you gonna Are you gonna give them the same good luck this time and predict a win against Philadelphia this weekend? Well, I'm wishing I'm wishing the Falcons good luck um, because listen, my heart is with the Atlanta Falcons and and you know I have so much love for the city of Atlanta and that organization um, that you know I can't explain it in words. So yeah, good luck to the Falcons. Um, you know, also to the Eagles. Listen, good luck, but. You know, this is a team that's coming in that's really, really hot right now, and, and you're going to have to play some of your best football to beat this team. Um, I really like where they are. I think uh, I have to shine a light on one of the key players uh, for this team, and, and that's Muhammad Sunu. He's been the biggest asset for Matt Ryan um, and, and, and this team and this offense uh, that, you know, you could ever dream of. And, you know, having them alongside Julio takes the pressure off Julio and allows everybody else to go out and do their job. And, you know, they he's a big body, creates mismatches, and, you know, that's the part that can get them over the hump. That That's the guy, and and, and I'm happy to see uh, him playing that role and having fun doing it, man. It's, it's exciting for football. I cannot believe you just mentioned Mr. Muhammad Sanu himself, Bean Talk, of course. Uh, Sanu follows us. He's incredible, a great dude. I know he's going to love um, to hear, um, you know, you, you, showing, him, you yeah. showing him that love, that Bean Talk there. Um, phenomenal. I agree with you. 
listen, Michael, I agree with you. I think that I think that Muhammad Sanu on any other team, he's probably a number one option receiver. Just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, quick yeah. question for you. Quick question for you. If you could play with one of these offensive players now on the Falcons when you were playing for the Falcons, who would you choose? And you cannot say Julio Jones. Uh, I would have to say Matt Ryan. Yeah, I would be a backup quarterback probably. Uh, but listen, it, it would have been it would have been great to be in a room with a guy like Matt uh, and Matt Shop. I spent time with him. Um, but aside from those guys, you know, I think you know having Devontae Freeman in the backfield. But I had work done. It's such a good team, man. You can go in any area. I, I, I guess I would have to say Muhammad Sanu, Matt Ryan, and Muhammad. I know that you can't give us uh, a score prediction, and I know that you're not going to say which team is going to win because, again, you played for both organizations and you played well for both organizations. Um, tell me this, though. Are the Eagles and the Falcons two of the hottest teams right now, in your opinion, or at least the Falcons in the NFC I would say the Falcons that has a great possibility to make it to the Super Bowl? Yeah, the Falcons are the hottest team now. Um, if you watched them the last two weeks, uh, they looked almost identical. And then you see different concepts, and, and you can tell that just the experience from Matt and, and Steve Sarkeesian settling into his role is really allowing these guys to be able to push the ball downfield, get guys involved, and, and make the plays that, you know, they know they can make. So, you know, they're the hottest team right now in the defense. I can't say enough about them. They're playing fast. They know where they're going, and they're making it exciting. So, uh Philly didn't didn't finish well. They didn't they didn't conclude the season on a high note, and and I know Nick just had to step in, but man, it, Carson Wentz is, you know, such a great player. Not to take anything away from Nick, but you know the numbers were phenomenal, and, and this kid was one of the best quarterbacks, you know, in the league this year. You know, bar none, I think he deserved the MVP. But uh, you know, it's too bad he can't be out there. It's just the way the game is. But you know, I'm wishing to both teams the best of luck. And, uh, you know, I, I love both owners. You're talking about the Falcons and being one of the hottest teams right now. They're the only team in the NFC that was in the playoffs last year. Do you think that them being able to gel and be able to step up, you know, rise up, no pun intended, but to be able to rise up like that in the playoffs, in the clutch, do you think that has to do with the experience of being there before? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, starting with the quarterback, uh, starting with Matt, man, he – He's been there before, and this team is, is is fighting for a lot, and they have a lot to play for, man. It's just great to have an opportunity, have a chance to go out and compete on Sundays. Like Cam Newton said last week, you got a chance to go out and put some fresh grass on the bottom of your cleats, and that's what they have a chance to nice. do. And then you're competing and you're doing the things that you love to do. You know, you're playing football, one of the greatest games on earth, and, you know, just go out and enjoy it and have fun. It's all entertainment. Michael, we want to thank you um, for stopping by today. Uh, I know Falcons fans um, love hearing from you, especially when you're talking about the Falcons. Um, it's going to be a great game on Saturday. Um, I know you'll be watching. We'll be watching. So, you know, hey, look, if the Falcons happen to win the next two games and they end up making it to Minnesota, maybe we can get you on prior to that uh, big game. No, that'd be awesome. I would love to. Uh, okay, Michael, thank you so much for your time. Again, Falcons fans, tune in, Fox, Fox Sports 1. Uh, Michael Vick went from becoming an NFL legend, which he currently, which obviously he is, 
to becoming a phenomenal NFL analyst, so you need to check him out for sure. Uh, Michael, thanks for stopping by. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, right. Michael. Thank you, guys. Hey, folks, there you go, Mr. Michael Vick. I knew it, Randy. I knew it. I knew he was going to toast the line, and I knew he was not going to give you a definitive uh, Falcons are going to win, <laughs> Eagles are going to win, one of those things. I knew it, but I'm so glad you called him out. Not called him out. I'm so glad you brought it up where he's coming from. He's got, you know, Nick Foles was his teammate. And, you know, he's got people in, in, in Philly that he's probably still incredibly close to. He did speak very highly of the Falcons' defense, which I loved. And how about showing love yeah. to Falcons wide receiver Muhammad Sanu? How awesome was that? Well, it, it just shows what you said. He's a good analyst. He knows what he's talking about because Muhammad Sanu is amazing. He, he's the one who makes the clutch third down plays that keeps drives alive. He's the one who makes the contested catches, you know, and exactly like Michael said, he takes a ton of pressure off of Julio Jones where they're not reliant solely on him, but you, you focus too much on Jones and, you know, Muhammad Sanu is going to make you pay for it. I said it to him and I'll say it again. Muhammad Sanu, in my opinion, on any other team, he's the number one option. I mean, yeah. I, I don't I don't know if Falcons fans truly realize how blessed we are to have Muhammad Sanu. Um, and when we picked him up, when we made that pickup uh, there, uh, when he transitioned from, from Cincinnati to Atlanta, immediately, immediately I knew, I knew, that he was going to make a great impact. I mean, what, just the year before we had Roddy White, and certainly he was declining in terms of speed um, but but in elusiveness. But I knew Mohamed Sanu was going to bring in a fresh option there for that Falcons offense, and he has shown himself and proven himself to be a very valuable asset. I love that Vic pointed it out. I love that Vic pointed out, you know, he's going to need to uh, – Sanu's going to – you know, look to look to uh, look for Sanu to have a big game on Saturday. I love that, and I know Sanu would love that as well. Um, you know that that type of uh, responsibility. I think he answers the call every time the bell rings. Um, Randy, yeah. let's get a score prediction from you this Saturday, divisional round in Philadelphia. The uh, our beloved Falcons taking on the the Philadelphia Eagles. Give me a score prediction for Saturday's game. Well, it's like I said earlier, I think this is going to be a slugfest and it's going to be defense first. And um, I think there's going to be a lot of field goals um, kicked in this one, and I think that will end up being the deciding factor. I'm I'm going Atlanta with a win, uh, but I don't think it's going to be high scoring at all. I think it's going to be something like a 20-13 to 13 game, somewhere in that range. I'll take it. I'll take 20-13 to 13 all day. Um, and then <clears throat> I'm also picking the Falcons to win. Um, I think I did so by a score of maybe 21 to 24. I think I'm being a bit generous there with the score. Um, I'm thinking maybe the Philadelphia Eagles may create a turnover on defense, and that could lead to a score. I'm thinking that is going to play a part in, this, in, in the Eagles scoring 21 points, but uh, I think it comes down maybe to a field goal. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe I'm right. I think it comes down to a field goal. And I think maybe uh, it comes down to Matt Bryant having to uh, having to win the game for us, which um, I'm completely confident in. Randy, yeah, absolutely. man, let's hope that we can have a, a, a podcast next week celebrating a divisional round victory. Let's hope. Let's hope that it's not a 
Oh, gosh, I don't even want to think about it. Let's just think positive thoughts right now. Um, Next week, (laughs) next week, let's talk about the Falcons, about the Falcons opponent, Minnesota Vikings, other New Orleans Saints. I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic here. So we'll see what happens. Randy, it's a pleasure uh, as always. And then again to uh, Michael Vick, Mr. Vick, NFL legend, Falcon forever. Uh, You can catch him again on Fox Sports, Fox Sports 1, NFL analyst doing an incredible job in the analyst game. And Falcons fans, he gave you an explanation as to why he put on that angst hat. My goodness. Uh, But he is giving you guys uh, some good luck. And also, he's telling you that your Falcons team is the hottest team uh, right now, particularly in the NFC. So, again, Randy, uh, it's great talking with your buddy. And Falcons fans, thank you for listening to the Talking Dirty Buds podcast, part of bloggingdirty.com. Go to bloggingdirty.com for all of your Atlanta Falcons news, updates, and information. Uh, Follow us at Blogging Dirty on Twitter. And uh, rise up, and we are all in road.